Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this week's edition of Giving Credit, the Kitty Credit Podcast. Today we are here with Michael Gross, who is the COO of Kitty Credit and a parent, maybe not a parent user yet, but <laughs> hi, Mike, how are you doing today? Excellent. How about yourself? How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks. So as you know, since you're intimately familiar with the inner workings of Kitty Credit, what we want to talk about is learning your story. How did you choose to get involved with Kitty Credit? Sure. So Evan is my oldest and closest friend. Um, <laughs> we grew up together. We've been doing positive and less positive things for the past, I don't know, couple of decades, which is crazy to say. Um, but now we are in a position to be able to have real impact on the next generation and some things that we wished we had as kids, we now are able to offer to the next generation, which is really exciting for both of us. Personally, my background was in youth development. I have for ever consider myself a glorified camp counselor uh, just for many and all of the work that I do. So I'm always doing something with kids, with young people, even with adults, getting them to relive their childhood days, but just being able to get people more engaged and out of their shell around personal and professional development, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy. So when Evan came up with the idea, I am very blessed to say that he thought of me as someone who could be of value and support. So here I am. I just heeded the call. Uh, Evan said, come running. And I just came. That's all it takes. Nice. So what is your finance or credit story? Like, what are you willing to share with us today that helps impact the way that you teach financial literacy? Sure. I am an open book. I actually have a couple of these that come to <laughs> mind immediately. Uh, the first is... I remember back in, what was that? It was maybe like third or fourth grade. I asked my parents for a new pair of Kobe Bryant shoes. Uh, he had a pair of Adidas. Uh, they were striped. They were black and white striped. I never forget those. I love those shoes. <laughs> I, I asked my mom if we could go buy those. She immediately took me to pay less and then bought me something that looked like it, but was nowhere near yep. it. Um, <laughs> And that was the day I decided that I need to make my own money so mm. I can buy my own things from this point forward. And she was like, great, go get a job. That way you can buy whatever you want. Um, so come third grade, I got a paper route and I haven't looked back since. I have wow. been in some way working since third grade. Um, I've, I've done something to earn some kind of income since third grade. But I always say uh, I made money, but then I just spent it. Like I didn't save or have anything valuable to show for it for the foreseeable future, because any dollar that came in was a dollar that went out immediately. It took me years, literal years into adulthood to really understand how to not spend every dollar that came into my possession. So that's one side of it. The credit side of it, I didn't really have any understanding of it when I got to college. And then on my college campus, like very many other people, 
there was a couple of people sitting at a table in oh, front yeah. of the cafeteria and said, uh, you want some pizza? I get you a free pizza and sign up for this credit card. Uh, I didn't think anything of it. I am a broke college student. I wanted my free pizza. So I also <laughs> got a credit card that came with it. And with that credit card came a considerable amount of debt. Mm -hmm. And just how when I was in third grade, I spent every dollar. I did the same with my credit card. I spent every dollar, but now I needed to pay it back. And it was a completely new experience for me. And I destroyed my credit. I did not yeah. do very well with that <laughs> because I didn't know what I was doing. You don't know what you don't know. So you kind of right. just live as you can. Um, I made far too many mistakes and then paid the price for it thereafter. So. I feel better. I've grown into this understanding of credit. This isn't an overnight journey for me. Um, this is a lifelong culmination of being able to see what it takes to actually not go broke, not, right, not lose right. yourself when it comes <laughs> to, to money and credit. So it's a, uh, it's a work in progress still. Yeah. I think for kids, uh, cause you know, I have a, a early teenager, but there's that thing where now, okay, now we teach them save, spend, donate, maybe invest. But even in that equation, credit is still not taught. No, it's, I think for a lot of us, it's just a bit too complex for us to really even consider we can handle it. Um, the bad analogy that I always think of was the NCAA not wanting to pay their players. Mm. Like, it's too complicated. Like, I don't want to figure it out. So let's just not do it. And it's the same kind of thing with credit. Like, it's too complicated. Like, they'll figure it out later when they need to. That's really what it comes down to. We've kind of just moved on, even though it's a really dramatic and important part <laughs> of our lives. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality is a lot of our young people are... 16, 17 on their way out of high school into college, the first thing they're going to do is go get student loans yep. and then not know how to manage or handle those student loans. And then six months after you graduate, when things start coming due, you have no frame of reference or understanding. That's another one of my stories of mm. how to handle or manage this ex experience. And another good way to ruin your credit <laughs> is to not pay your student loans. So I, I have a couple of these. Wow. If anybody needs to know, I can tell you how to destroy your credit pretty quickly. <laughs> how to destroy your credit in uh, five easy ways. Oh, man, yeah. I can do it in three. three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So knowing that you're obviously stating the importance of credit. So if you could give your past self some advice, what would you say? Past self. A couple of things that come to mind. First and foremost, the simplest one is you don't need to spend every dollar that comes in. The most important thing that you can do is all of this hard work that you've had to put in to be able to gain should have benefit for you today and in the future. That's one of the things that I missed. Like I worked really hard. I put in all this time and effort. And then that day I spent it all. So like I ate the best food that day. It was really great <laughs> that day. But then tomorrow I'm hungry again. I got really nice clothes, but then a year from now I can't fit those clothes anymore. So it didn't really pan out in the long run for me. So one part of it is don't spend more than you need or have. The other thing is when it comes to credit, the whole idea and point of credit is to be able to showcase your reputation. Mm. And if I can, at the start of this, have the money to pay off whatever I'm going to borrow, it saves me a lot of heartache and concern. So 
anytime you're going to spend on your credit card, the first thing you want to do is have the money in cash. Once you have the money in cash, go swipe that card because now you're building a reputation with someone else, but then go immediately pay that off. And if you pay it off in that first 20 days in that grace period, you don't even have to pay any additional interest. So you're really building that reputation for free as long as you have the money in advance. Mm -hmm. That is somewhere I went wrong very early on and learned the hard way. But again, hey, I think I think almost all of us did. <laughs> right? And and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, I only take but so much blame for it because no one ever told me that. And I only give my parents so much blame for that because no one ever told them that. So right. you don't know what you don't know. You can't share what you weren't given. So this is all why Kitty Credit exists, to be able to help both children and their parents, the full family, really kind of understand how to be able to use credit effectively. And then once you know how to use it, then you are inclined to use it better. And then once you're inclined to use it better, then you can make better outcomes for yourself and your family. It can lead to a, a healthier household. It can lead to better educational outcomes, which can lead to better job opportunities and economic outcomes. The upward mobility of your family can dramatically change just for managing your credit more effectively. Um, and that's a really important thing that I feel like is not addressed well enough in our society. I really loved what you said about reputation management, because I think that isn't a phrase that we really think of necessarily, but that is exactly what it is. And so as a parent thinking about reputation management, it's not just about you, it's about your family. Right. And yeah. I mean, really managing their expectations, but also their reputations through Absolutely. your actions. Absolutely. And that's something that we inherently train in our children. Like we want you to be a good person. We want you to be good in society. We want you to be nice to other people. We want you to do all these things where interpersonally you're building a positive reputation. But financially, that's not something we ever really think about. It's not mm -hmm. discussed the same way. Um, one of the best things a parent can do for their child is add them as an authorized user on their credit card so that way they can start building that credit history in advance of ever having to use credit. Mm -hmm. So they don't even have to actually do anything <laughs> other than have their name attached to your credit card and you can start building that positive reputation for them. And as long really as you pay it off. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the whole point of this is that you are doing the right thing with your yeah. credit. So that way you're you're passing on those positive skills. Um, I was very fortunate. That's not one of the mistakes that happened in my life where someone added me and then just destroyed their own and then brought me with them. So we want better for our kids yeah. um, as we learn and do better. The goal is we can have them start in a better position than we did. One of the easiest ways to do that is having them as an authorized user on a credit card that you are managing effectively. Mm -hmm. And if you are managing it effectively, that card is going to help raise your score. And by virtue of doing literally nothing else, it's going to help raise your child's score or provide them a score in the first place. Um, if and when you don't have anything uh, in your credit history, you're what's called credit invisible which mm. is just about the same as having bad credit. Like, I don't yeah. know you well enough to say that you have done or haven't done anything well, um, just as much as I could say, well, you have done it all bad, so I can't trust mm -hmm. you anyway. So you don't really get it either way. So being able to take your kids out of credit invisibility mm -hmm. and provide them a positive reputation before they ever even have to use credit, 
that's awesome. That's yeah. that's a, a big deal that, that can dramatically change things for them. Nice. I love it. Uh, and you, so you are an educator. You also are a father. One thing I love about Kitty Credit is that, you know, it's, it's like I'm aging myself, but we used to have little colored stars that you would have on your chore chart. Yeah. And I love the fact that as a mobile app, it's accessible to everybody because we know everybody lives on their phones nowadays. Um, but it's also twisting that. So it's not just like you get rewarded for doing this, but you get dinged if you don't do your chore on time. So it really does mirror what a credit score would do in the real world. Absolutely. We'll take it even a step further. And we designed our entire algorithm around FICO scoring. So it's measured the exact <laughs> same way where the FICO score goes three. 350 to 850, hmm. we go zero to 100 for the sake of simplicity. Mm -hmm. um, but the same five main credit factors that impact your parents' FICO score are the same five factors that are going to impact your kiddie credit score. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important ones is going to be if you made or missed a payment on time. If you missed a payment as an adult, that's going to negatively impact your credit. If you missed a chore as a child, it's going to negatively impact your credit. Having a, a certain number of chores for a longer period of time, so the longer the age of your accounts, is going to improve the ability, uh, excuse me, is going to improve your score because it's mm -hmm. going to show that you can be responsible for longer. In the same way, the number of chores that you can complete, the more you have, the more you can manage and handle effectively, is going to, again, showcase that you are responsible and can handle these activities more regularly. For a parent, if you are always looking to get new credit, if you're always applying for a new credit card or new loan, these are inquiries on your account that are going to negatively impact your mm -hmm. score. For a child, if you are always asking for the next reward, mm -hmm. if you are not uh, living within the means of what you presently have, it's going to look the same way as an inquiry and negatively impact your score. So it's really just about being able to build positive habits mm -hmm. and understand how all these pieces work together. If you can get it from a theoretical level, then you can implement it in a real level once you actually have to do it for yourself. Nice. I love it. And that was the best explanation I've ever heard of exactly how the app works, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, we've been doing this a little while here. Uh, <laughs> And I couldn't tell you how many times I've had to explain this to somebody else. Um, so I, I think I'm getting good at it. Oh, you got that elevator proud. pitched down. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so if you had $100,000 today, what would you do with it? If I had $100,000 today in cash. Yeah, cash money. In cash. Okay. Uh, so in cash. I've been doing pretty good with paying down my debt. So student loans are getting under control. Nice. Credit cards are handled. So I'm less concerned about that. I would most likely invest in more real estate. I would yeah. probably purchase an investment property that can help supplement my income. The goal for my household is financial freedom. Um, and if you're familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the idea of financial freedom being your passive income or the amount of money you earn without doing any additional work being higher than your total expenses, that frees you up for 
whatever you want to do with your days. You can work if you want to. You can not work if you want to because you know that all of your expenses are handled and covered. So as I build towards financial freedom, that would be my first choice. Purchase nice. another investment property and let the rents kind of start supplementing my lifestyle. I love it. I love it. I love it. So your little one is a little too young to start on the Kitty Credit app at this moment in time. But beyond the app, what are some of the other engagement opportunities somebody would have? Because I know that there's going to be some other rollouts coming. What can people expect out of that? And when can they expect to see it? Sure. Um, yeah, my little one is turning one in a couple <laughs> of days. Um, she's she's figured out how to use a phone. But I don't think she has she has yet mastered like what she's actually doing with the right. phone. She just got lights and buttons that she knows buttons, how to press. Buttons are um, fun. Man, gotta love buttons, right? Uh, some of the next features to come into the KD Credit app are going to be what we're calling our Credit Quest, which mm. is a complete educational journey, roughly 120 hours worth of educational content. Wow. Broken over two levels. So our pub level is the four to seven year olds. They're getting the, the initial introductions into credit, into financial education in general. So understanding how money works helps them better understand how credit works as a factor in and of itself. In addition to that, the older ones, the pandas, the eight to 12 year olds, they get a bit more involved and in depth. They get some more direct credit education, some more specific scenarios that help them better understand not only how financial education is uh, organized, but specifically how credit works. Our whole app, all the educational journeys lead them through to what's called credit mastery. So they are building along this journey where at the end of it, they are now much more confident and capable in their understanding and the execution of how credit actually works not only theoretically, but in their real lives uh, in general. So that's the next big iteration coming. In addition to just some more updates to our uh, user interface. So the designs will be updated slightly in really dramatic ways. I say slightly, like it wasn't a, a huge <laughs> lift for someone to do. Uh, it looks really great. I'm really excited to, to be able to showcase the next generation of what our app is going to look like and be able to function in. In addition to that, we are building out some additional rewards and opportunities for parents mm -hmm. to be able to engage not only with their children uh, directly, but also with other organizations that may have supported them and being able to identify um, rewards and gifts that could be that they're eligible for just by the vicinity within which they live. So nice. we have some more rewards and features coming for parents. We have a new educational journey coming for all of our children, um, some new screen designs that we are super excited about. It's going to be a whole new experience. This whole Kitty Credit app is going to go to the next level real soon. I love it. Well, Mike, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Appreciate it. Everything that you're doing to promote financial literacy, wealth, equity, and financial freedom is amazing. So thanks so much for joining us. Listeners, thanks for learning more and listen to the outro to find out how you can connect with Kitty Credit. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit, 
a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kittycredit.com. K-I-D-D-I-E. K-R-E-D-I-T dot com.